Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. I firmly believe that the divine works through people to help us every day. These angels and saints are so very humble. Many of us don't know they exist or existed. Hello, my name is Angel and I'll be your host as we explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray that you all are blessed and that you're all doing as well as possible. Don't forget, we love to pray here, and if you are in need of prayers, there's always information on how to request prayers and contact me at the end of every show. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for finding us. It is my sincerest hope and prayer that you find everything you're searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast, here with us and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for all of your love and support and for being such a loyal family member to the show. Hey, 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 everyone. Hello again. Hey, long time no see, right? Some of you might be asking yourself, what's going on? Uh, We had an episode and then there's two episodes. If you haven't heard the last episode you might want to go back and check that out because if not you're going to be saying say what exactly two episodes in one week say what (laughs) i explained all that in episode 8a that's the last episode this is 8b so (laughs) if you want the explanation as to why there's two episodes in one week please go back and listen to that episode because I do not want to bore anyone any more than I already do uh, on these shows by going through all of the spiel as to why um, there are two episodes that have been released for this week. So just a little backstory. This show is a follow-up to a promise of a show that was made back in season two. I know it's taken me a little bit to get to it, right? And that promise was made in the episode, or season two, episode 19 of St. Gemma Galgani. Now, in that show, I spoke about a saint who, after receiving communion and taking in the Holy Eucharist, that she passed away. And that is going to be this episode. But before I begin talking about this saint or whom I consider to be a saint, and you may too, after you hear her story, I have to give a disclaimer. Warning, 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 the following following could be considered I know. I've either got one, too much time on my hands, great song by the way, or two, 
I'm starting to get better with this podcast thing, huh? It only took what three seasons. I know, I know. It's 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 the the former rather than the latter, right? Because I'm I'm definitely not getting better. <laughs> so this week, part two. This week, we're going to be talking about Amelda Lambertini, also known as Blessed Amelda Lambertini, and Blessed. For those of you playing at home, what does that mean in the Roman Catholic faith? Yes, that means she is on her way. Well, not when I give you the date. She should be on her way to being canonized and making and being made a saint. She's stalled out in the first step, which is being considered blessed, which is that's one miracle that has been confirmed by the church. She needs two miracles. I know I've I've talked about this in my thoughts on that in the past. But anyway, she has one miracle and that is actually her story, which I want to share with all of you. Again, Blessed Imelda Lambertini. And again, in my heart, she is a saint and always will be a saint. So Imelda was born in 1322 in Bologna, Italy. And it doesn't give a birth date. It just gives a year. Um, and I know to historians that might send up some red flags, but we're going to look past that um, because she did exist and she's still very well preserved to this day. And I'll, I'll get into that uh, here in a moment. She was the only child of Count Egano Lambertini and Castora Galuzzi. Her parents were devout Catholics and were known for their charity and generosity to underprivileged of Bologna. On her fifth birthday, she requested to receive Holy Eucharist, or also Holy Communion. However, the custom at the time was that children did not receive their first Holy Communion until the age of 14. Today, that is between the ages of seven and eight. So, it wasn't too far-fetched for her at the age of five, especially if she was, you know, older than that intellectually and, and, and in heart in wanting to make her um, convictions to her faith. It was now the question. But however, back in those days, in 1322, uh, it was quite out of the question and they wanted to make her wait. But Blessed Imelda did not let this dissuade her or discourage her. At the age of nine, she went to live with the Dominican nuns at Val di Pietra near Bologna. I mean, that's something she had. She lived in the lap of luxury. You know, her, her, par her parents were counts and countess. So she had everything anyone could ever want and or need but she walked away from that so to speak to live with the dominican nuns and that's just again showing at her very very young age how much of an old soul she actually was okay so here's the fantastical part that i warned you all about so hang on to your seats because this this is just totally mind-bending 
On May 12th, in 1333, the day of the vigil of Ascension, of the Ascension, Imelda knelt in prayer and the light of the host was reportedly witnessed above her head by the sacristan. Now, what that means is the host is, um, those of you who aren't Roman Catholic, they believe that the, there's like a Eucharist, a host that symbolizes the body of Christ. And they usually keep it in what they call a monstrous, which I know that sounds like a monster. But what it is, it's, it's actually a display case where you put the Eucharist, like a large Eucharist that's been blessed in or the main Eucharist for the church in that monstrous. So she was kneeling before service, before mass. She was kneeling before this monstrous before in a sacristan as someone who we've talked about in, in past shows because we've had some saints who were sacristans. Uh, that's the person that's in charge of taking care of all of the um, communal stuff, all of the worship items and um, sacramentals in the church. Um, so this person happened to be there and see um, Imelda or blessed Imelda kneeling before um, the sacrament and the Eucharist. And there was this light, this bright light emanating from from the Eucharist, from the host. And the light was up just above her head. It stopped. It, as we know, light will go until it hits something uh, that stops it. And there was nothing above her head or past her head other than continuing on in the room. And it did not do this. There's an actual picture. I'll see if I can include a link to it. It's If you can just search... Amelda Lambertini on Google, and you'll see this uh, artist rendition of that event. So the sacristan was like, say what? <laughs> I should have played that again. And he went to go get the priest so the priest could see. After seeing this miracle, the priest felt compelled to admit blessed Amelda to receive the Eucharist immediately. So immediately after receiving it, Imelda went back to her seat and decided to stay after Mass and pray. Later, when a nun came to get Blessed Imelda for supper, because remember, she was living there with the nuns, she found Blessed Imelda still kneeling with a smile on her face. The nun called her name, but she did not stir. So she lightly tapped Imelda on the shoulder, at which Imelda collapsed to the floor dead. Her remains are kept in Bologna at the church of San Sigismondo, beneath the wax effigy of her likeness. So they have preserved her body, it is for show, up for show. As a matter of fact, the picture that I used for the thumbnail pick for this episode is an actual picture of her in repose, a picture of her um, with the wax over her face. And sometimes they will do that. The article can, concludes by saying that 
there is a lot of people following or praying to um, Blessed Imelda. Um, this young Blessed has grown so popular that a confraternity for first communicants has been established in her honor. In the last Eucharist Congress held in Bergama, passed a canonization. Well, I haven't seen that canonization yet, and there's nothing showing yet, uh, but her beatification was by Pope Leo the Twelfth in eighteen twenty six. Okay, so those at home doing the math, which I'm not very good at by the way, I went to a county school. <laughs> anyway. Amelda was eleven years old when she passed away. Just totally in ecstasy and ecstatic from <laughs> being blessed by the divine as she was praying. And then she just, you know, left this lifetime after receiving communion. And that is just, it's beautiful, but sad at the same time, you know, because she's only 11 years old. Just think of the things that she could do. I have a theory about her, which I'll get into in a minute, but how long did it take her to be beatified? 493 years. And I just did some more fact checking to see if I could find when she was canonized and nothing's coming up. Now there is some on the internet showing that they're saying that she's a saint, but there's nothing saying when she was canonized. Now, if I find out this information, before the show is aired, I will be sure to update the episode and let you all know. But as of now, um, she's just been beatified. And I would imagine that since, uh, you know, 1826, um, she's probably not very high on the list to become a saint, even though people are uh, constantly praying for her intercession. And she is the patron of communion or for first communion. So those little ones that are going between the ages of seven and eight that are going for their first communion are often asked to pray for two um, blessed Imelda for her intercession in their first Holy Communion. So what are my thoughts, personal thoughts on Imelda, blessed Imelda? I honestly believe that she was an angel or she was a higher spirit that only needed to come back for just a little bit to do a few more things to, you know, finish up what she needed to do. I firmly believe that we as souls, as spirits, as whatever you want to label that what you believe that we are, um, come to earth in these lifetimes to learn that this lifetime is a school of learning and that we purposely as souls and spirits choose with the divine we choose to take the current life and form and circumstances that we are in of course i believe that our minds or consciousness is wiped clean of that as we are born because to know ahead of time what you are and where you're coming from 
kind of gives you an advantage and you're not going to learn um, from things that are presented to you as you would or should say you did not have that information. So the whole thing of being a mystic and the whole thing of awakening is to is also to not only commune with the divine, become closer with the divine, have a closer relationship with the divine, walk with the divine, but also to awaken to what we all truly and naturally are, to realize that divine in our DNA, that divine that is our very essence. Now, I'm not saying you become God. I know there are some religions and some faiths that profess that and teach that, I'm not saying anything against anyone who does that. If you believe it, I totally respect that. And that's so awesome. But I'm talking about more on, you know, my personal level. You know, we are part of that divine. We aren't necessarily the divine, but we are part of that divine. If that makes any sense at all. And that's what I believe was with Blessed Amelda is that Either she was an angel and was coming down to do some service and to help some people because this is it for her story. We don't have more information. And that's a tragedy. I mean, I know she was only 11 years old, but I wish we had more on her. What did she do for those years she was with the nuns? Obviously, the nuns cared about her because one came and got her for dinner and found her praying um, in the chapel. So obviously there was a close connection between them and that they did care for her greatly. So my thing is, is, you know, what else did she do in her little life? We don't know. And we probably will never know because, you know, nothing, no documents were kept on that other than this very, very extremely, very brief uh, biography on her. And again, that's, that's a tragedy that I wish we had more information I wish because, um, you know, her coming from a background that she did and being raised wealthy, you know, she was educated. So, you know, she could read and write. Did she keep journals? Because we know as from our previous studies and, and, and shows on saints uh, past and present, that when you become a nun or a monk or a priest or a sister um, or mother or father, you keep journals that's part of what you're to do so it intrigues me and leaves me to wonder were there any journals from blessed amelda i might as well just say saint saint amelda because to me she is um my apologies for anybody that's hardcore <laughs> on following the rules uh of the roman roman catholic church but um come on folks she's 11 years old and, and look look how she went out you know, that's that's amazing, beautiful, but also sad. It's tragic for us. It's tragic for the people who knew her of that time. Uh, the nuns just had to have been just literally blown away. And that priest who in the, you know, the sacramental who witnessed, you know, the miracle that happened to her before they gave her communion. They had to just been just like literally on the floor after they she was she passed away from that. It's just, wow, you know, and from a medical perspective, you're kind of like, what happened? You know, again, say what? He's like, 
what what happened? What was her cause of death? Again, you know, this was 1333, excuse me, 1333. So we'll we'll never know. But um, again, she is so beautiful and laying in state and, you know, people can go and visit her. Uh, she's in a glass coffin. Um, so she's fully visible. And yes, like I said, they've done work on her. There's a, like a wax uh, mold over her hands uh, and her face um, that is sculpted to look as she looks underneath all of that. So um, again, the icon pick for this show is actually a picture of her face. And, um, you know, don't hesitate to Google some more images if you would like of her. Again, you just put in Imelda Lambertini and images will come up of her laying in state. And, um, you know, Imelda, blessed Saint Imelda Lambertini, pray for us. Okay, so in closing this episode, I would like to recite the uh, blessed Imelda Lambertini prayer. And it talks about the Eucharist. And for those of you who aren't of the Roman Catholic faith, um, this would be a great dinner prayer, like to say before you eat, whether it's before breakfast or before dinner, this would be a great prayer to say. And if you're Roman Catholic, I would say this would be a great prayer for you to um, say when you're at church before you go up for Holy Communion. And the prayer goes, Lord Jesus Christ, you received into heaven, blessed Imelda, who loved you in the Eucharistic banquet. By her prayers, may we learn to approach your holy table with that same fervent love and so fulfill our longing to be with you who lives and reigns with the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So before we go, I do have one quick reminder. I know, like I'm quick with anything. I'm such a windbag. But no, seriously, I guess I was being serious. I don't know. <laughs> Is the pet show that's going to be coming up. It's going to be our season finale show for this year. If you're new to the show, this is the first time you've heard this. If you are a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about this uh, for quite some time now. So if you're one of those people that's waiting to the last minute, you're almost there. I mean, I know we're at what episode here, but it's it's fast approaching and I need a little time to be able to record this episode. And I've received a few people with entries, but I haven't received stories. I'm, I'm, I've just received like, hey, mention Fufulu Pup Pup. And it's like, uh, okay, but what about Fufulu Pup Pup? You know, what was Fufulu Pup Pup to you? You know, what, you know, give me the story of said Fufulu Pup Pup, you know, because <laughs> that's what the show is going to be all about is sharing the live and stories of these amazing uh, fur babies or furless babies or whatever these pets or as we say children or babies are to us uh, on this episode. So, I mean, I could just say, hey, you know, so-and-so said, hey, mention Fufulu Pup Pup. Okay, I just mentioned Fufulu Pup Pup, but then you're all scratching your head like me saying, what about it? You know, what about Fufulu? You know, who was Fufulu? So, or Pup Pup, <laughs> whatever you called it. So 
please, if you've already written me or contacted me, a lot of you <laughs> that are family can contact me directly by phone or text. Um, please write me back. Text me again with the story, you know, email me with the story. And if you're waiting to the last minute, you know, time's ticking. Uh, take a moment, you know, share the story of your beloved pets, your beloved Fufulu pup pup. <laughs> so I can share that story with everyone that listens to the show. And those of you who are new to the show, don't know how to contact me, but that information is coming up here. Just a moment. Those of you longtime listeners already know it's at the end of every show. I so hope and pray that you have enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast, especially a faith based podcast and more here with us. Don't be a stranger. Come around anytime, all the time. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. Um, a link can always be found in the show notes and show description. Now, I know some people like to do that. That, that helps them feel as, you know, they're contributing and doing something. And this is the best way because some people have asked me about setting up a Patreon. And I'm completely against that I don't want to accept any kind of money for anything I'm doing here. Jesus didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. I didn't do it before when I taught uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophy for four years. Um, but I will accept books. So I do have a list uh, on that wish list for the show that you can, if you feel compelled to and you have the means, please don't take from your grocery money or your bill money or from just life money. If you have it and you want to make an offering, then go to the wish list and do so. I would be beyond grateful and appreciative. And by purchasing books and sending them to me, what you're doing is you're helping me educate myself so I can then pass that education on to all of you. And that also sparks and creates and inspires more and more shows. So it's a gift that keeps giving that's never ending. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. Um, as I always say, there's it's always like crickets in my mailbox. <laughs> I don't hear much from anybody, but you know, unless it's family, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I know there are so, so many of you all over the world that are listening, and I completely understand and I respect your privacy. And I respect that you're quiet. Um, and, but I do want you all to know that I'm here for you all the time. And uh, again, speaking of suggestions, I mean, I know there are so many amazing angels and saints, past and present, in your community, in your country. Could even be you that the world doesn't know about, but by gosh, we should know about. Um, could be some that have come and gone that are fading from memories and hearts. And we tend to, you know, shine the light on a lot of those here in the show. And that's kind of one of the goals of this show is to make sure these beings stay alive because they are such amazing, truly amazing. Um, it, it's tragic for someone, anyone really, to be their memory to be lost, uh, their life 
to be lost. And we don't want that. So again, please, please, please feel free to contact me. Share these people with me, even if it's you. Please get with me, share with me so I can share with the world. Remember, you don't have to be alone on your spiritual journey. Again, I'm always here for all of you. I'm always available to help guide, uh, offer advice. Uh, you can always email me directly or contact me through the website. My services are ever growing and expanding as the Spirit takes me and as you all need. And the cost of these services or all services I provide is absolutely zero absolutely free i'm here for you guys next is prayers uh, you guys always hear me say this and you always will i love to pray and so do listeners of the show so please let us pray for you so all of these services how do you make it happen by contacting me and how can you do that there's two ways you can do that first you can email me directly at faith and more podcast all one word faith and more podcast at gmail.com and the second way is through the website there's a contact button on the website where you can email me or you can fill out the prayer request form at the bottom of the web page you can also use that form for also asking for help for guidance for suggestions for advice use that as well it's a it's a catch-all form use it as you need it so in order to Find the website, you go to Faith and More Podcast. Again, all one word, Faith and More Podcast. W I X S I T E dot com slash my dash site. S I T E. And there's always links to my contact information, email, and the website in all of our show notes and show descriptions. So, until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you is in my heart in prayers. Bless you.